Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. I know we've been on a little bit of a hiatus for you guys, but we've been working to put some content together to bring you guys fire going forward. Now tonight, tonight's one of them episodes that we bring fire. Honestly, specifically because we've been waiting to do this podcast for like a month because between being busy, being sick, everything going on, we had to keep pushing it back. Between the Sixers, unfortunately they lost, but we had to push back because of them. But that just means this episode's going to be great because I've been looking forward to it for a while. But tonight we got two guests on the podcast. We got brothers coming on. The one guy you've seen on here before, Matt Giovinko's on the podcast again. And we got his brother coming on the podcast all the way from Arizona. We want to welcome on Drew Giovinko onto the podcast. Before we get started, guys, I just want to say thank you guys for coming onto the podcast. And we're looking forward to having you guys come on more. We just talked about it off camera, guys. These guys love UFC, specifically Drew. And we're going to have them come on and do more of our podcast there. So they're going to be funner. So we're looking forward to them. So thanks for coming on. Guys, first I want to say, again, thank you. And as we get into the podcast, make sure at the end we don't forget to shout out all the stuff you guys got going on as well. Because uh, I want to start sharing that more into the stoop, into the podcast. Because you guys are great people. You're like us. So, get going. So, to start it off, we'll start off with you, Drew. We want to know. We want to know. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it till later because we've already said it about how you guys are phenomenal dodgeball players. But I want to know how you guys got into that specifically. How you guys got into sports life. Uh, so, Drew, when did you start like knowing you wanted to get into sports, and what was like your first specific sport that you remember that you just loved playing? Well, we, so with, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. I love to do the USC uh, breakdown podcast. That'd be sweet. Um, but right off the jump, as early as I can remember, my dad always put us in the sports just because his, he loved sports growing up. So he was like, my deal with you guys is I'm going to make you guys play each sport for at least one season. If you hate it, you don't have to do it again. So we pretty much played every sport from, I think, three or four years old we started wrestling i hated it but i think just because i started a little too early and my cousin was at the time was like a phenom wrestler so um if you guys ever go to like plymouth uh what is it uh plymouth white marsh yeah plymouth white marsh uh, high school his banners were like all over the uh gyms but oh, so you um, had to wrestle him yeah that's not fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's like i think he's almost 40 now but he could still whoop us <laughs> whoop us bad <laughs> but uh so we did wrestling then we got into soccer soccer was probably one of my better sports uh we got into like travel soccer for a while um played baseball um until they started throwing like curveballs and junk and stuff like that <laughs> then i couldn't hit no more so you I sound like me that. <laughs> that's me yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah i hit a fastball that's it but um uh 
from there, we played basketball a little bit. I actually, it's a funny story. I don't know. You, you might know about this, Bobby, but uh, I got kicked out of Narsound High for uh, truancy. <laughs> so I never that. finished. <laughs> yeah, I never finished uh, Narsound High. I, uh, I skipped way too many days of school. So halfway through 10th grade, they kicked me out, and I went to an alternative school, and uh, all they had was basketball. So I played on the basketball team. So I got decent, but uh, I'm terrible now. I suck. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, we played hockey all of our life too, but we were kind of we weren't poor, but we were like lower middle class. So we usually Hockey's played like street hockey or roller hockey. Yeah, yeah. And then we got into ice hockey. Um, what we could afford it after college and stuff like that. But to get getting the dodgeball, um, uh, First Presbyterian Church in Narstown. Uh, a lot of people that listen to your podcast probably know where that is. Um, uh, there's a sports uh, league in the basement there, and uh, Mr. Plicta, Master Plicta, who recently just passed away, so rest in peace to him, because um, those two were the reason why we got into dodgeball. They just started uh, uh, rec league on Saturdays, and uh, we started playing. We are like, yeah, we used to have good arms in baseball, so it's just something to do on Saturdays. So we started uh, freshman year of high school. And uh, when we started playing, right off the jump, me and Matt were on teams. Um, uh, we would always stay on the same team, but we would ha- kind of have, like, different players on our team each year. And we did well every year. I think we won every championship except for two, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, long story short, uh, we started playing in, like, these local charity tournaments because back in the day, $250 cash prize was a lot of money. So we were like, <laughs> dude, in high school, that could buy you – something for a month so we started playing in those and we were winning those so we were like oh we could do something with this and matt just googled uh professional dodgeball and just like the movie uh they had this league in vegas every year so we were like dude let's go out so he emailed the guys they didn't get back to us for like a year but then they finally got back to us and was like oh we have an east coast tournament in uh mercer county new jersey they're like go out there you guys do good uh, we'll invite you out to Vegas. So we're like, all right, sweet. So we got all the best guys from the Narstown Rec uh, League. And I was like, John Iorio, uh, John Kidd, uh, the Farriers. Um, I might be missing someone. Am I missing someone, Matt? Yeah, I think Billy. Did Billy play with us the first year? Yeah, Billy Plicta, uh played with us too. But um, so, yeah, we go out there the first year and we played with the foam balls. But uh, this tournament is the rubber, like old school rubber balls. So we were like, uh, <laughs> we never played with these before, but uh, we ended up coming in second, and we beat their Boston pro team. So after that, we were like, dude, we might actually be good. They were like, oh, come out to Vegas. Uh, you guys will uh, turn pro, turn pro. That's what they kept saying. We are like, oh, man, we're going to make money doing this, blah, 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 blah. So three of us ended up going out to Vegas because the rest of us couldn't afford it because we were just broke kids yeah. in college at this point. We fly out there. They put us on a team with a bunch of guys who end up being amazing athletes and uh, friends to this day. They're still playing. But um, we ended up sucking. Like me, Matt, and Ferrier were the three that went out. We thought we were good. But we go out there first thing. We're like, why is everybody wearing knee pads? Like, we don't got knee pads. <laughs> and sure enough, we're like, oh, that's a it's actually great equipment for the sport. But uh, we ended up doing terrible the first couple of years, actually. But uh, we didn't realize, like, how good and, like, how skilled some of these guys were actually playing. So... Every single tournament we played in out there, we lost, probably came dead last. But then uh, during their scout pro day, we um, tried out, and all three of us ended up making it because we were just doing all this crazy stuff. We're like, we got to make ourselves look good. So we're doing, like, front flips on the basketball court, doing, like, back flips, all this crazy stuff. 
So they're like, oh, we'd love to have you be pro because uh, you're good for TV. So we turned pro. Uh, we started playing. This was called the NDL. It was the National Dodgeball League. But sure enough, it fell through because all the players were pro status, but we never got paid. In fact, we had to pay way too much to go out there every year. It was like a grand just to uh, play in this tournament. And then with another grand for people from the East Coast to fly out to Vegas, obviously, and get like a hotel and stuff. So that league crumbled real quick. And then some of the players made this uh, league. It's called Elite, and it's still going until this day. And that's uh, if people out there ever want to try dodgeball, that's the league you want to get into because you can actually make money uh, playing. So it's not, I mean, obviously it's not career money, but like you'll make a couple grand if you get in first uh, place, a couple hundred bucks if you get second. But, um, but yeah, we've, from there on out, we've met people from all over the country. We've got friends still uh, from all over the country. Uh, Like I play here, I'll drive two and a half hours sometimes down to Phoenix because I'm in Flagstaff. And there's a group, uh, there's a um, like a rec league down there that I'll play in. Uh, when I was in Austin, uh, same deal. Uh, found a rec league, played there. So it's all over the country. It's really cool. It's a fun sport, especially if you just want to get into it. It's a fun, uh, just for fun. It's a fun rec sport, but a lot of these social leagues you can go and drink after too, and that's why I still play to this day. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> cool. It sounds like a uh, like you can kind of do like softball leagues now. You know, if you're not going pro yeah. or something like that, you know. That'd yeah, be, yeah. That's cool. So what about you, Matt? Like, what what sport did you start in? I completely forgot you guys played soccer. Cause I remember now uh, you guys were actually good at soccer, yeah. too. I forgot about that. Yeah. We were decent. We were all right. So, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, one thing you left out is we're twin brothers. So a lot of our a lot of our sports are exactly the same. Um, our dad is our hero. He, he was a big sports guy. Um, and he just got us into everything. So Drew, Drew touched on a lot of it. Um, I'll just kind of fill the gaps. But, uh, but yeah, he got us into sports. Um, we just kind of dabbled in everything, which I think is great. I think a lot of athletes today, I think it's important to play multiple sports so you don't get burnt out. But it was just kind of cool because when we hit high school, we were good at baseball. We had good arms and things of that nature. But the game was a little too slow. So dodgeball is like a great transition. We, we wind up picking up dodgeballs and it's a lot more fast pace, but it's a lot of the same skills you need in baseball. A lot of baseball players transition over to dodgeball because it's reaction time. You got to be able to throw. You got to be able to catch things of that nature. So, uh, but yeah, like Drew said, we just kind of dominated uh, local leagues and then local tournaments, and uh, it was it's just cool. It's like it's it's a whole god thing where like you take you go through this path, you're going down these paths, and then doors just open. You know what I mean? And, and uh, Dodgeball was our door, and uh, we thought it was just a rec league. We started playing in local tournaments, and then we find this pro circuit. And now uh, it's at the point where, and we can touch on this a little bit later, but now it's at the point where there's there's USA Dodgeball. Um, there's there's a legitimate USA team that goes and plays other countries. So we're not only playing the best in the in the country, we're also playing the best in the world. And to be able to play a sport at that level has just been a true blessing. There's not many people that walk the earth that can say like, Hey, we have played the best of the best. And it kind of hurts now because we're, we're, we're old and we're retired now. So it's still going strong. So that competitive in us wants us to continue participating, continue playing, but my body just can't do it anymore. So (laughs) I'm burning. Matt's retired. Matt's retired. I'm I'm halfway out. I'm halfway out. Halfway out. I still play, but. Hey, yo, it is funny how you hit a certain age. You're like, yo, I can't, you probably can't do them flips no more. Can you? No, maybe it's maybe a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna land right. But uh, yeah. uh, 
you just said talk about like playing professional dodgeball and uh i think that's cool man like i i honestly never knew it was a real thing until seeing you guys do it and i remember yeah. I, then I, then like now it's actually like sometimes on tv on espn now and yeah. you guys were like one of the first people that actually probably started doing that because probably yeah. i don't think it was that popular back then now it's yeah. it's on tv like i remember during COVID when they had all these exotic sports and all they were on, it was on tv a lot that yeah, was like yeah. that's pretty cool. So you guys played pro. How far pro did you guys get into? Like how like high up were you guys going? Because you just said you could play against other countries. You could play for the USA. So how far up did you guys? Did you guys ever play in other countries for it or for USA or anything like that? Yeah, yeah I'll so, touch. Drew, you want me to touch first, then you go second. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. All right. Um, yeah, so we we played the best of the best. Um, I hate toot my own horn. Uh, but, but it is a team. And, uh, so I'll, I'll toot our team. Our team was called Team Awesome Dodgeball, probably the corniest name out there. But, uh, it was just something that we kind of threw together real quick and it, it just stuck. So we were just like, all right, we're Team Awesome. We're awesome on and off the court because we try to give back too. That's what we love about your, your podcast too. Um, but I'll brag about Drew a little bit. Drew played, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. He played in four Team USAs. Um, yeah, four times. I played four times, wow. but was on the team five times and didn't go the one year just because uh, I was an alternate and uh, I just didn't see myself playing that year. So I was kind of like a sub. So, but uh, so I I actually competed uh, four years for Team USA. That's so I did awesome. get to the top. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So with and there's levels to this, obviously, just like at other sports. So think think Team USA. It's not Olympics, um, but it's international play. So you're playing the best of the best. Um, so obviously that's the highest honor you can get. Uh, Drew played four times. Like you said, he was on the team five times. I had the opportunity to play once and it's, it's one of my greatest memories. I think we were like 23, 24 at the time, right in our prime, but we actually played in New Zealand and that was amazing. Oh, wow. Just an incredible. I'm jealous. Yeah. Of just, that. That's oh, awesome. Dude, it was awesome. So we spent a, we spent a week in New Zealand. We came in second, a team USA came in second to Canada. Canada was very good at that time. And then we put, and then we played a week in uh, Australia as well. So it was just a, I mean, it's like a once in a lifetime trip, just incredible. Yeah. And then Drew played, winded up playing the following year in Hong Kong, which was incredible. Um, he played in recently in Cancun, and uh, he also the United States hosted a year, and that was in Vegas. So wow. it was exciting. They That's won awesome. gold that year, so that was cool too. They defended the home turf. Um, but to kind of go back. Um, real quick, something else that was really cool too, is when we started playing serious back in 2010, we played for an entire decade, which was cool too. Um, but when we started in 2010, there was no dodgeball on the East coast. It was a very West coast dominated sport. Um, and we just, uh, excuse me. We just, we were like, we got to find tournaments. There's no leagues. There's nothing. So we literally would, we spent a decade of our life. Um, like every other weekend we would, we would travel. And if it was under 12 hours, we would travel. We'd go to Virginia. We'd go up to Maine. We'd do whatever, whatever it was. And we just found these, like, local tournaments. And it was, it was very odd because one weekend we're playing for $10,000. And then the next weekend we're playing in, like, a YMCA tournament. So it was just, like, it was just where dodgeball was at at the time. There was no teams, nothing. So then when we started finding these, like, pockets of, of dodgeball communities, we started building it up. And we started saying, like, hey, you guys are pretty good. You guys obviously see our talent. Let's try and get something going. So to be able to play at that top level, but also be ambassadors of the sport, it just, we, we really, we really, 
protect the sport and we really um, just like it's a big part of our life. You know what I mean? So it hurts when people are like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? And kind of kind of push it to the side. But we also understand it, too. But it's really cool to come come across people like you, Bobby, where you're just like, like that's really awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, because I, again, yeah, it's it, my, my thing. It's like, all right, uh, you know, everybody knows how to play dodgeball, right? But everybody yeah. looks at that. It's a sport. Right? Everybody looks at that. Oh, well, okay. It's like some people look at cheerleading. You know, oh, cheerleading is not a sport. You know, they, they practice hard and they go do tournaments and stuff like that. And you can make money. You know, it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy yeah. to pick it up. So for you guys to actually get to that type of level and put that type of commitment into something that at the time, even now it's not as popular, but it is. But then it's it's pretty cool to me because a lot of people, they quit at things. Because a oh it's not popular or b it's you know it's not it's not easy and you guys went after something that was completely out of norm and got to the top level and like you were like yeah. you said earlier you know like not to toot your own horn but that's pretty awesome not many people reach the top level of anything they do and yeah. for you guys to reach it at that is pretty awesome man and I remember playing against you guys at Norristown Team Awesome <laughs> I remember man. Uh, I, I, I still remember we see the board and we would have to look at it. We were retro eight, retro eight. We had all the, all the baseball players and all. And, uh, I remember we would look at the board and we'd be like, oh man, we got to play team awesome in the semis. Like, come on. And I remember everyone was like, that should have been the, I think it was like two out of the three years we played each other in the semifinals. Yep. And it was like, yo, like should have been the finals matchup, like two best teams. And I remember watching you guys doing flips and all. I'm like, just stay away. Like, just, just don't get hit. <laughs> like, just keep going. <laughs> and, but, yo, it was cool, like, watching you guys play because then you guys were a little older. And, you know, yeah. we were high school kids, junior, senior. You guys are coming in. We got the ego. We're like, this is our school. And you guys <laughs> come in. We're like, yo, we got to beat them. We got to at least not get killed. And I remember the first year <laughs> we played you guys, you guys knocked out, like, four out of our six guys and like, under a minute and I remember I was in uh, I think it was Park and Mike Schaefer was still in and we're like looking at each other like what the hell happened like <laughs> yo, like we just killed everybody else and we got to you guys and it was like yo these guys know what they're doing because we were just playing against a bunch of people we were just hitting them we were just baseball just throwing bombs at them yeah, now like, yeah. you guys actually knew like to do you guys are doing splits and all that like avoiding the ball yeah. I'm like they actually can catch it was pretty cool. So, like, to know, like, I actually played against you guys. See, you, I knew, like, how much commitment you guys put into it. So, it's pretty yeah. cool. So, I oh, I have to go back to you guys talking about uh, Team USA. I have one question for you about it. Not only do I think it's it's awesome that you got to travel to those places because they're all places I would love to go to. And I know, like, New Zealand, Australia, on the, my bucket list. Did they pay yeah. for those trips for you or did you have to pay for them? Drew, you want to touch on this one? Yeah, so it was like sponsorships pretty much. And as it got bigger, it got easier to get sponsored. So the first year when I got to New Zealand, I knew nothing about sponsorships. So I paid my whole way for it. It was really, really expensive, obviously. $5,000 flight. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I think my flight, uh, we did like 11 flights in total because it was all like, um, like layovers and stuff yeah. like that. And up being like, I think it was like $2,300 for all those flights. So that's just flights alone. Yeah. And then just all the places we had to stay too. So it got really pricey, but uh, I'm so glad I did it just because. I think it's awesome. It was, I mean, for yeah, you to have a reason Once to in a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So then for Hong Kong was the very next year. I was like, there's no way I'm paying my own way for this again. So then I, uh, I came up with a sponsorship letter, uh, sent it to a bunch of uh, companies and stuff like that too. If you put Team USA on anything, people are going to want to sponsor you. So I ended up having my trip covered except for um, like food and drink. And I was drinking like a lot of beers and stuff out there. So like, I don't want people like paying yeah. for that. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I need just, an extra 10 grand, I, guys. <laughs> yeah. I just funded, I funded my beer fund, which is still kind of pricey. But yeah, then, yeah. Uh, so then year after that, U.S. hosted it and it was in Vegas. So I actually ended up getting paid to play in that one just awesome. because I had so much sponsorship money that it, like I had some left over when it was done. So I was like, by that time, it was pretty good. But then I tore my labrum and my shoulder. Uh, I was out a couple years for that. Uh, yeah. Rebuilt my uh, my arm back up. And um, 2019 was the last time. Well, in between that, I made the alternate uh, team. And that's when I kind of skipped out. And then 2019 was the last time I played. Uh, and I played in Cancun. Uh, and it was with my little brother, too, Jeff. So uh, that was his first year on Team USA. And it was cool to see him... Um, uh, do so well, especially in the finals. And uh, shout out to him. He actually just made the team yesterday. They announced it. So um, he's going to play in Edmonton. And it's uh, the end of August into um, Labor Day weekend. Uh, So early September, he's going to be playing. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be fun for him. He's kind of taken... He's kind of taking the uh, torch from the geos. Like we're we're on our way out, and he's gonna he's gonna reap the benefits. So yeah. he's gonna be playing that's for a while. He's, I mean, that's he's, awesome. Yeah, he's in his prime. Yeah, that's good though. I mean, you guys led the way. Now he's doing it, and you can teach him all yeah. the stuff you guys learned. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, getting sponsorships not easy either, especially like in something like that. You got to do a lot of work. So I mean, I yeah. give you props just for doing that because. That alone, like, people are scared to just reach out and do that. They're just like, I'll pay for it. Yeah. So, like, that alone yeah. is pretty awesome, man, that you got you got sponsorships for you, especially to play dodgeball. Like, probably some, yeah. there's probably so many people looked at it like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and, uh, it was. So, it was, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But, uh, it's crazy, yeah, though, because uh, it's crazy, though, because um, I do get it from the other side, though. Like, when I talk to people about it, I always say, I'm like, you might think it's really cool. You might think it's really corny, but I play dodgeball. Like I've, I've, I've traveled the, the world doing it. And, um, we made, I mean, we made decent money off of it. We, I mean, there was a couple of tournaments. We'll get in the UDC. Um, uh, I guess we get in the UDC now, but, um, uh, sky zone, uh, a lot of people know what sky zones are. There's trampoline parks, but they had a thing called a UDC, which was like, um, you played in your regional tournament. If you won, you it started off in Vegas, but then they moved to Chicago during the later years. But they had a championship, and those uh, prizes were insane. It was like uh, the first couple of years, if you won, you won twenty five thousand dollars. So every year we went out, we made top eight. So we at least made like it was either twenty five hundred or like even five grand we made. Yeah. But then in twenty fourteen, I think we came in second place. We won ten thousand dollars, and then the following year, twenty fifteen. We won the whole thing. We won twenty thousand dollars because they dropped it from twenty five down to uh, twenty. Because I think they're giving more money to like um, lower uh, seat, two, yeah, uh, to the lower seat guys, so like two through eight. But yeah, we won the whole thing, uh, twenty fifteen, and that was awesome. ESPN was covering it, so we got like a Sports Center feature that year. It was really really cool. Now is that on like can I find that on YouTube and all? 
probably. Yeah, so I'll, if I can find it, yeah, if I can find it, I'll send you the link to it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I like it. It was our five. It was our five minutes of fame. <laughs> Not how many? I mean, it's like the kids when they're little league world series, they get on. Then twenty years later, they go like, "Look at this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. that's cool because like you're doing something you love that's hard, and you get on that. You get recognition for it. that's pretty awesome, man. Especially to win that yeah. type of money. So when you start telling, when you guys start telling people, y'all, I play dodgeball, say, yeah, we won a dodgeball tournament that paid $20,000 before, just so you know. And they'll be like, oh, what? <laughs> It'll change people's tunes on how they look at it. Yeah. For real. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean. I, I joke around. I joke around all the time, like, because there's a couple videos we're in where uh, I think the one's almost at 20 million views. The other one's, like, almost 10 million views. So we're in some videos that are popular on YouTube. So I always joke around. I'm like, I'm the most famous person you've never heard of. So uh, it's, <laughs> that's where we're at. That's where Dodgeball is at. To go back to um, Drew getting sponsorships and stuff like that for the tournaments. Again, people got to remember, we're, we're, we're the foundation of the sport. When we yes. started, it was just starting out. So it was really cool. You think of like the Babe Ruths of, um, of baseball and stuff like that. That's kind of where we're at. Not saying we're Babe Ruth or anything. But just where, where, how it's relative with the sport. You're not baby. We're literally the building blocks that people are, are kind of standing on now. Oh, absolutely. And um, it's just something else I want to touch on, too. We talked about our younger brother. Um, just for people who are watching who are involved in other sports, there's no greater joy, in my opinion, when you're playing a sport than bringing up the next generation and having them uh, surpass you. And to be able to have our younger brother do that, I think is incredible. I think it's even better than anything we've won. Because you, you're able to take, you know what I mean? You're, you're able to take this person and teach them. And it's not just us. We can't just take the credit. He's learned from other people too. But to be able to have our younger brother, I mean, he's playing on Team USA. He's 24. He's in his prime. He's got at least six more years where he's just going to continue dominating. But he can ball. He can play. And it's just really cool to see him just kind of taking the reins. And we're fading out. And now he's, he's coming into his end. So it's just, it's really cool. So yeah. just to kind of wrap it up, it's really cool if, if you guys – Whoever's watching, if you're playing sports, um, don't forget that aspect. It's not just about you. If you can take somebody underneath your wing and teach them up, it's 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 a way better feeling to see that next person surpass you. It's weird, but at the same time, it's 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 a really cool accomplishment. So. Well, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying because it, it, that's why I love sports so much because like that you yeah. can relate that right to life. Like yep. everyone that like you do a podcast and all, like I learned from somebody, I was terrible. Now I'm trying to teach other people to do it to be better. Same thing as sports, you know. It, it's great to see them succeed in it under you. And then yep. like, yo, you're you guys aren't old, old. You keep saying you're old and crippled. But, yo, you're at <laughs> good, yeah, but you're at a good age where now you can like you can actually start and like use your stuff to have help sponsor him to do things, which would be like that'll be even better for you because you'll be like, yo, now like. You're you're still involved with it, just in a different level. You know, it's like when, when Tom Brady is like sixty years old, he's gonna end up moving on. You know, it's like yep. he'll move right. on. But no, nah, I, th I think it's cool that you said that because like a lot of people don't understand that, and they don't they they take it, and then when they're done playing the sport or something, they're done, and then they're like, yeah. oh, I don't want that guy to be better. Like, no, this and that, and you know, you see that a lot in professional sports now and all, like in football a lot, and it's like, nah. So, I, like, to hear you say that just shows your character. And I know you mm -hmm. both have that, so that's pretty awesome. So, um, with that, Team Awesome, do you guys still uh, – you guys ever going to kind of come back tour? You going to do a comeback tour on the local local charity, the local events? Or are we going to have to do, like, a uh, Stoop Life Team Awesome, like, charity dodgeball event? 
We'll be down. That's gonna be cool. I mean, <laughs> we might have to split your team up, but <laughs> I, I think doing a that. charity, yeah, yeah that'd doing be a charity cool. dodgeball tournament would be sweet. I think. I yeah. think it'd be a great idea. I'm always trying to like. I think that'd be a great idea. And you guys know, you know how to do it. I think people, you guys can run a, a seminar like uh, Lafleur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question, though, we. Um, We've talked about it. I mean, we, we joke around. We say we're broken and things of that nature. But, again, the competitive nature in us. Like, when Team USA was, na- was named, I'm sitting there, and I'm sure Drew's thinking the same thing. We're looking at some of the names, and we're like, I think I could have made that team if I would have tried out. <laughs> so it's just like, that's just that competitive nature. Yeah. No no, no disrespect to anybody who made the team. It's just that competitive nature. And you know it, Bobby, too, where yeah, you're absolutely. just like, you're looking at that roster, you're like, I think I can still hang with these guys. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, there's still tournaments. Um, obviously, it's growing. So there's still tournaments that are happening that um, I've talked to Drew, um, another guy on our team that we're super close with. His name's Chris. Um, he kind of retired the same time we did. and uh, But we always hit each other up and we're kind of like, yeah, there's a tournament in Philly. You think, you think we can bring it bring it back for, and run it back one tournament? So we're always joking around and, and talking about it. Um, if the stars align, we're all over the place. But if the stars align, we'll definitely bring it back. Yeah. And I, I still think we could hang too. I think we could do, uh, do a pretty, right. pretty good job. You guys will be and like we didn't... Uh, the comeback tour of like Instinct and and uh, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're a little it, it, bit it, more it, serious in this chat, but uh, yeah. The, uh, something we didn't touch on either is we talked a lot about US uh, USA dodgeball, but here in the states, there's a there's a tournament called Elite, and um, that's. Uh, it's really been set up, and it's really cool. There's a north region, a south region, an east, and a west. And what happens is you play three tournaments in your region. You can travel and play in other regions, but you, you mostly focus in on your region. And it's a point system. So how to, depending on how you do in each of those tournaments um, you, is your ranking going into nationals. And there's a different place each year where nationals is at. And uh, our team was very good. We, we ran the East Coast for a while. Um, then there were some other teams that popped up. Uh, shout out to Anarchy. They're, they're a really good team. Uh, but they, they gave us some fits, and then some other teams gave us some, uh, some, some trouble as well. But it, it, it's just cool to, again, through that whole decade, to be able to dominate the East Coast like we did. Um, it just shows the, the system that we have. We, we always joke around. We're kind of like the New England Patriots of, uh, of, of dodgeball because I think we've had the most people funnel through our team, and it's just our system just works. Like, we don't have the greatest arms in the world. Drew's, Drew's our strongest arm, uh, but he'll even admit he doesn't have the strongest arm. There's there's guys out there that have stronger arms than we do. But our system and just how long we've been playing together, we just said, hey, new guy, come in. This is what you're going to do, and this is what we're going to do, and we're going to make it work. And there's so many tournaments where we would just go through, and didn't matter who was on the roster. We just kind of made, we made it happen, and we made it work. And uh, it, it, it was just a, it was was an awesome time. Bill Belichick, blessing, so. yeah. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Do your job. <laughs> hey, hey, if that's going to work and you can actually put that into it, like implement it into that, why not? You know, if it's going to work, if it's going to make you more efficient at it, why not? You know, yeah. it makes it easier for everybody too. So that's pretty cool. So overall, how many tournaments do you think you guys actually participated in? I'm just curious. I know you probably don't have the exact number, but like it's got to be a lot. Because I know you guys were doing it, like you said, 10 years. That's a lot. You probably did a lot. <laughs> yeah. Let's think. Ten years every weekend. That's fifty-two weekends out of a year. Almost. So let's just say like we did every other. Say forty-five. No, nah, I would say we did every other weekend. So what do you think? Like four thousand tournaments. Whew. 
Um, we'll do twenty. No, 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 twenty-six because fifty-two, twenty-six, twenty-six times ten. So you're looking at anywhere between two to three thousand tournaments we probably played in. Wow, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's a lot. So um, <laughs> it's a lot of dodgeball. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And we, and we've won. We've won a lot of them. So. Yeah, listen, one of the things I want to do is uh, we always take photos of, of tournaments we win and stuff like that. So I always wanted to go back and just like see how many tournaments we actually won. So we'll revisit this and we'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get back to you and uh, let's see how many we won. But, yeah, that's probably a pretty interesting number. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I would I would argue we've we probably won over half. Would you say, Drew? Won over half of the tournaments we've been in. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe because a lot of the East Coast stuff we won, and then a lot of the championship tournaments, though, we wouldn't win, but we would come in like I mean, sometimes we win, but like a lot of times it'd be like third or fourth, second, a lot of times, yeah. So, oh, maybe half, probably we'll half. We'll go 49 percent, that's pretty awesome. You know, you guys doing a yeah. tournament every other weekend, give or take. How many times did you guys get injured? During those times, specifically like you your shoulders now. or your knees, I mean, because you said shoulder, so yeah, Matt had the most devastating ones. But uh, my most serious one was I tore my labrum and I had surgery, so that took me like a year and a couple of months to come back Man. like one hundred percent. But um, every tournament, I would just have like, especially doing like flips and stuff like that, I'd always have like small injuries, but it was never anything like crazy. I had one time I did a front flip, <laughs> so. Can I be can I be uh, PG thirteen on this? Yeah, <laughs> so I got a funny story. So I used to never wear uh, I used to never wear compression shorts. I just uh, wore normal uh, boxers. Oh man! So then I was wearing my normal shorts, my normal shorts, and they're like kind of free fl- uh, flowing. And I went to do a flip one time, and I thought my balls were hanging out. <laughs> so I kept my I kept my instead of like bending my knees, I kept my like legs like super straight when I did my flip. <laughs> and I came down and like axe kicked the cement ground, and my I had the worst like uh, deep bone bruise in my uh, in my heel for like a half a year, and uh, that was oh. one that always sticks out to me. That like never like, heals, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid my balls were hanging out. <laughs> I thought you were gonna That's say something. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were gonna say just all oh, your fucking shorts flew off. I got I got one even worse. So we're on we're on national television for the first time. Uh, I think the first time we we're on we we're on Comcast Sportsnet. It was on Christmas Day. It was it was amazing. It was that uh, Sky Zone tournament. And you know you know the same thing, Bobby. We're we're sitting there on live TV, and me and Drew are just picking at our junk because we're now we're wearing compression <laughs> shorts. You know it gets all tight. Yeah. So they're they're panting on the team. They're going across, and we're all serious looking. Just picking at our junk, like getting all <laughs> these And we're on live TV. It's the funniest thing. My wife always points it out. It's oh, like, I can't. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You probably don't even realize, oh, crap, the cameras are on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's a pretty embarrassing story. But um, with, with injuries, uh, like Drew said, there's a lot of bumps and bruises and stuff like that. But I tore my ACL in 2019. Um, and that kind of di- that kind of did me in because I got my surgery and then once I was healing, uh, COVID hit and everything shut down. So I was just kind of like, I'm I'm older now. It's kind of a maybe it's a sign that it's time to slow down and uh, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. I can walk away like Barry Sanders and just kind of <laughs> just disappear. So, I didn't know you tore your ACL uh, in 2019. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I tore my ACL in 2019, and then I had the same injury that Drew had. I tore my labrum in 2015. I uh, had a gnarly uh, – I think I chipped the bone in my hip. Um, I'll, I'll try and get you that photo. That was pretty Ugh. pretty disgusting. In a hip. Uh, that yeah, it was hit. bad. It was uh, – I've done – I mean, you've seen the stuff we've done. Yeah. So this was later on in my career, too. I dove and caught a ball, and when I landed, I hit my hip first. But it's happened a thousand times. Like, I've done it so many times. But I guess it's just old age, and I hit it right. I popped back up. I was like, this one didn't feel right. You know what I mean? And right away, it just, like, hematomed up, and it just swelled. Oh, wow. And uh, I wind up finishing the tournament. We're very we're very old school. We're like, all right, I got to get carried off if, if I'm not going to finish this tournament. Yeah, I got to be no. dead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, And my team's counting on me. So I, I popped a couple of aspirin, and it was the thing was it didn't hurt that bad. I just could feel it jiggle like every time I moved and it just freaked me out. So I was like, all right, I got to numb this. So I took some aspirin, finished the tournament. It was, we were, we were golden, but uh, some pretty crazy, some pretty crazy uh, pictures and things of that nature. So, I'm built like you guys uh, too. I mean, uh, I remember the last time we played you guys, my senior year, retro eight, I actually blew my knee out like a month before. Uh, and I was like, ah, nah, we got, I remember cause the year before we actually won and I was like, yeah. no, like, we're going to beat them again. And I I literally, I remember I could not back up. Because, like, yeah. when you, I tore my ACL, I couldn't, I could I could only go, like, straight, but I couldn't back up my weight. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm playing. Like, I'm playing. Yeah. And you guys beat Love us. It. Like, I remember I, I was doing real good, and then the finals came, and we played you guys. You guys just killed us. I couldn't even move at that point. It was like, <laughs> it was like what, three hours in, like, eight games? I'm like, my knees, like, just cues i'm like they're like we'll get a sub and i was like the hell you will like i'm not dead i'll play because we're playing i remember we're playing you guys and uh that's you know that's i'm saying way like you gotta carry me off i'm not no i can still move so i I do want to say the labrum shoulder though like a lot of baseball players get that and they can't throw after so how how did you guys feel coming back after that 2015 and what what year do you have it drew Mine was the very next year, so 2016. Yeah. Wow, back-to-back years torn labrum. Twins, yep. definitely twins. <laughs> that, well, I think Matt's was a little, Matt was a little bit worse, though. He had uh, You tore your bicep tendon, too, right? Bicep. Yeah, so I tore my labrum. Um, if, for those of that, that don't know, it's like a clock. They, they explain it like a clock. So I tore mine from 10 to 2. So it was, uh, And it's just cartilage in between the two bones. It doesn't sound like it's much. But it's it's a six month to a year recovery because, like you said, uh, Bobby, uh, you don't come back a hundred percent either. So I did it in 2015. I also tore my bicep tendon; it's called a slap tear, and then I also tore a little bit of my rotator cuff. So I actually think it was a blessing in disguise because if if I didn't tear it, my rotator cuff could have went, and that's a real killer. If you tear your rotator, you're not throwing you're not throwing anymore. Yeah, you can't even. Uh, you can barely like throw. Yeah. you can't. You're done. Exactly. So all they had to do, it was, they just had to go in and just kind of shave it a little bit. But, um, I came back, I would say I was down to probably like 80, 85%. I never got my full speed back. Um, I don't know how Drew feels, but that's how I felt. Um, I I used to be able to sling it pretty, pretty good. And then after that surgery, it just felt like something was a little bit more tight. Just couldn't get, get the same width on it. The good news is we're pretty accurate. So even though we we just overcompensated on, okay, I just got to make sure I hit my spots. And then Drew has the better arm, so he could just blast people, and it didn't matter where he put it. He would just kind of rip it off of him. So. But, Drew, go ahead. What, what do you think? No, I think the same thing. I think I was never the same after uh, my surgery. But I got almost to 100%, though. So 
I felt pretty good coming back, but my recovery was, uh, it took me a year and like two or three months, I think. But that was like when I was like, okay, I can throw like a hundred percent now. Like I'm not scared at all anymore. But, um, but yeah, definitely it was crazy to, to have that surgery. Your arm's like a noodle. You have no muscle and then you got to rebuild everything again. Uh, it took some time to get back, but, uh, uh, I was, I was just happy that, uh, everything worked out. Oh, I know. But, uh. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of college athletes, when they tear their labrum, that's when they start playing softball. Yeah. <laughs> they start I, tore my real, labrum. I tore my labrum playing softball. I dove in the really? same face. <laughs> <laughs> Popped out. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. That, they are bad injuries right there, the labrum. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how he came back almost 100% because even a year. Like, I know my cousin did it, and he done can't throw i don't even think he could still throw and he tore his labrum uh it's yeah. been 15 years he probably can't throw still <laughs> you know yeah. that's how bad of an injury it is because like i remember I, like i torn my knees i've i don't have an acl in my left leg but you can compensate <laughs> it like you can figure out ways to like build up the muscles around it like if you know yeah. enough about the body which is what i did but like your yeah. shoulder like there like you just explain at the clock there's all them ligaments and all there's nothing you could do about it like yeah it's I, that's all I always say. I think the shoulder and back, like, two worst injuries you could have because, like, you can't do anything about them. So the fact that you yeah. guys came back after them, that's impressive right there. And that shows that you're like, yo, we got, we want to do this. And you guys put yeah, the work yeah. in to do it. Um, which age cool. plays a part, too. Yeah. I think age plays a part, too. Um, if, if you have the surgeries younger when you're younger, um, you, have, you have a better chance of yeah. bouncing back. We were still in our prime. So we had that motivation of like, no, I'm coming back. You know what I mean? This and and again, levels. There's levels to everything. We're playing the top of the top. So when I went into surgery, I, I told my doctor, I said, "Listen, I got to get back to 100. I play this sport and I play it at a high level. Do what you need to do to make sure I'm there." And he said, "I got you. I'm, I'm going to make sure this is nice and tight. You're not going to ever have to. Tear, you're not going to tear this again." So that was comforting, knowing that. And then he said, "Hey, this is what you got to do," and just following through with the physical therapy and things of that nature. So. Yeah. Um, we were committed, and uh, it was just – it all worked out. So, yeah. Do you have any problems with those injuries now, either of you? Yeah, Drew. Um, there's definitely so- something wrong with my arm again. Uh, that's why I'm kind of like halfway in, halfway out. Like, I know it's not me taking care of it like I should, honestly, just because I don't. Um, I'm kind of old school where, like, I'll play in a long tournament, and then after – when I should be stretching, I'm just going to the bar and drinking a lot of beers. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm starting to, uh, like, every time I go to the gym now, like, I'll stretch out my shoulder. I'll make sure specifically my shoulder's good. Um, but for me, especially not playing for two years with COVID and then trying to get back into it, like, I can't play. So for the USA tournaments, they play five days in a row, which is insane for your arm to be constantly throwing like that. Yeah. So I didn't even try out this year because I was like, one, um, uh, in 2019, I got injured during uh, uh, um, in Worlds. So I felt bad. I was like, I'm kind of like a waste of space now here. And uh, someone else could have been here. So I kind of felt bad. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't uh, 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 try out. And then another reason, too, is like, I just I don't think I'd be able to survive five days yeah. in a row throwing like. One one day tournaments right now I'm good with, but uh, I can't be doing That's I can't be lot. doing stuff like that anymore. <laughs> That's a lot, man. But uh, yeah, but uh, it's in my rear delt more now, where I'm feeling like issues. But I think it's just like I keep pulling like a 
I think it's like your scapula or whatever. I think I keep pulling that and straining that because it's always in the same spot. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's, it's definitely not a good feeling, though. But uh, it is yeah. getting better just with repetition and with stretching and doing uh, the right things now. So, But um, it's like a rusty door hinge now, my arm. It takes a <laughs> while. Like, it takes about an hour of playing. To, to warm up and then I'll be like alright I'm good to go now you're like The Rock I mean uh, The Rock I remember seeing a post on him before he had all these knee surgeries and he said he takes like two hours to warm up before his leg day yeah. and I'm yeah. like oh I mean like if you Man. don't you're gonna end up getting hurt again so it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you said like like Matt said uh, you get older you don't recover as, as good so you gotta, you yep. gotta start doing different things just just to feel better just for a normal day, not even just to play dodgeball. Yep. You know, you you sleep yep. on that shoulder wrong, you wake up, you're you're messed up for the whole day. <laughs> 100%. You know. So what about you, yeah. man? How how do your injuries feel now? So uh, shoulder shoulder was when I was in my prime. So it, it's just scar tissue. You know, and the thing is, for anybody who's watching who's had serious surgeries. We'll probably agree. Some some people are just phenomenal athletes and they never feel it anymore. But for me, at least, the two surgeries that I've had, I feel like they're they're injuries that I'll always feel. You'll you'll still be able to to compete and do things of that nature, but it'll always still be there. You know what I mean? You always it, it won't ever be be back to one hundred percent or back to uh, being the same. But I also wanted to touch on uh, Drew touched on um, how tournaments are set up too. I wanted to go there real quick just to show some of these athletes that that play. Um, you look at a baseball pitcher, they throw what about a hundred pitches and then they get five days rest. Um, the one negative to, for dodgeball, it, it's great for players cause you get your money's worth, but the one negative for health uh, purposes, it, any nationals you go to or any really high end uh, tournament that you play in, you're playing either three or four days in a row. And the amount of throws that you throw to, I'm guessing you, you throw anywhere between 200 to 500 throws, depending on the position you play a day. So you're looking at you're looking at now we're not throwing curveballs and stuff like that. Some of the tournaments you might throw a little bit of a curve, but you're you're mostly throwing straighties. But it's still the wear and tear on your arms. Yeah. Um, when we were 21, we'd wake up the next day we'd be a little stiff, no, no problem at all. We we we'd be we'd be ready to rock and roll the next day. But then uh, me and Drew towards the end of our our career when we we're 29, 30, things of that nature. I'll never forget. We looked at each we woke up the next day one time. We looked at each other. And I'm just looking at him like, dude, I don't know how I'm going to play today. And he's, he looks right back at me. He's like, dude, I feel like I got hit by a bus. And it's just like, it's it's wild. The the, the athletes that play and the, the wear and tear that you put on your body to, to throw four consecutive days. And there's even different ball types too, which is just not good for your arm. But it just shows you the commitment and how much people really love the sport. Um, again, it's just like any other sport. You gotta, you gotta put your time and effort in. So I just want to touch on that for a little bit. You putting that in perspective, like you just said, like that's a lot, man. And a lot, a lot of times these pitchers throw hundred balls. Yeah, I get they're throwing curveballs up, but it's just that motion. It's the motion. Yeah. And uh, yep. you guys are doing that every day. Like, that's crazy, man. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't have more injuries in in your shoulders or even like your back or stuff like that. From from, yeah. from doing that wear and tear, even at a young age, because at a young age you go a little bit more intense, you know, because yeah. you got that natural energy. So I'm really surprised you guys didn't get hurt a lot more. To be honest with you, we drink a lot. We drink that whole milk. We're good, and we're from Narstown, so we're good. <laughs> hey man, I mean i I've had surgeries left and right, so I mean, hey, I, and like you said, I, I still feel them. But uh, yeah. you just got as you get older, you got to do things to. You know, feel better because 
I still feel like I can still get on any athletic court or field, and I I can still compete with everybody. I'm not going to be feeling that good the next day, but I, I'll I'll get that. I'll compete, you know. Uh, but I don't know about you guys, but the competitive fire that I had when I was growing up, even though I didn't compete at the level you did, it took me into other areas of my life that now I might not be able to go play basketball or do that type of stuff, but I use that energy in the different things I do. So yeah. now that you guys are retired from dodgeball, how do you guys use that energy into what you do in your own life? Like with your yeah. work or whatever it is. Uh, I've, I'm in a weird situation where like, I'm going to brag about my girlfriend a little bit. Um, <laughs> so she, when I moved down to Florida, I met her. Um, she was a nurse. Uh, I started teaching. So I was like, oh, cool. We'll just settle down and live this awesome life. But then she hit me uh, probably like a year and a half into our relationship. She was like, hey, I want to be a travel nurse. I was like, oh, that's cool. She was like, I want you to come with me. So I was like, oh, I'd be down for that because I love to travel. It's my biggest passion. Yeah. So now, uh, long story short, we've been doing this since COVID hit. So like two, two and a half years now, uh, we, every three months, we kind of travel to uh, different states. And uh, we're just there for three months, but sometimes we'll extend longer if uh, if they need her. And we like the place, obviously, too. So um, uh, I've been living a blessed life. Uh, it's a little bit different now. We're like, I'm still competitive in like uh, dodgeball because I, I do still play. Um, and in uh, I still play in elite. But uh, like Worlds, I don't think I'm going to be playing anymore. But uh, I'll still play in the elite tournaments because uh, I'm still doing pretty well. Um, definitely changed my style, though. I'm a... I'm more of a catcher now. I can't be flipping around no more. So uh, I'm, I'm a lot more stationary, uh, stationary when I play. But in life, though, I think just get – so for me personally, the long-term goal is to get a remote job. That way I don't have to worry about getting jobs every three months or uh, however long. But for me, right when we get to a new place, if I don't get a job within a week, that that's an L for me. So usually it will be like two or three days and I'll get a job pretty quickly. But that's, uh, that's kind of my competitive – transition i guess um working out too uh although it's 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 50 50 like i always want to stay like cosmetically fit but at the same time uh we're having a lot of fun on our off days drinking a lot <laughs> so uh, yeah. so uh, we feel like we're on vacation a lot so it's tough yeah. to, to stay disciplined but uh i uh i go to the gym uh as much as possible uh we're actually gonna go to the gym right after the podcast uh, but we're three we're three hours behind you guys, yeah. though, so it's not. Well, like, it's crazy because uh, you literally just moved there, and I was out there. Which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was there for another couple of days; would have been able to meet up with you. But I was like, yeah. "Wow, I, I that place is awesome." I I would totally understand if you guys both said, "We're not going anymore; we're staying here." Like yeah. it was, it's beautiful out there in, in Arizona, man. Yeah. How it's hot so is it right Especially, now? So since we're up in Flag. Um, uh, it's like 7,000 feet elevation, so it's only like in the 70s, uh, but you drive two hours down to yeah. Phoenix, and it's probably like 110 right yeah. now. That's how it was when I was there crazy. last day. We woke up, it was like in the 70s. We left, it was like 98. We're like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah you, you got the you got to see Flagstaff, though. It's beautiful, and uh, it. it's so cool, too, because uh, when I thought of Arizona, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's just desert. But it's not. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much different stuff here. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I hope you yeah. enjoy it out there. Uh, enjoy. It. Get the workout in too. And don't worry about. Don't worry yeah. about like eating healthy and all that diet. 
I mean, <laughs> you got enough time. If you do yeah. 50-50, don't worry. I, I, I eat healthy enough for you, so you're good. <laughs> Dude, I eat healthy. I eat healthy. I drink unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I guess, hey, you know, just get your get your blood work done, check, see if you're good to go, and then, hey, you never know, because there's people <laughs> out there that work out every day, don't eat anything bad, and they're unhealthy. You know, it's, yeah. you never know. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, yeah, exactly. keep enjoying life and keep moving forward, you know? So yeah, what about you, Matt? It. I know you got a lot of stuff you got going on as well. Yeah, I want to talk uh, first um, our our career and why I think we were so successful. And I think Drew would agree with this too. And one of the reasons why I love Michael Jordan so much, the, the when you're playing at a high level, obviously the details count. And that's, that's one of the most important things you can do physically and tangibly. But uh, the intangibles are, are just as important. And with Michael Jordan, his mind was just so strong. And uh, me and Drew had this mindset of, first off, it was, I think one of the coolest things about this was me and Drew were teammates throughout this whole thing. And to be able to do it with your best friend is just, and your brother, your twin brother, was just incredible. And I was able to put, I was the captain of the team. Drew was captain as well. Uh, but I kind of ran the plays and all that kind of stuff. But just to be able to push each other's buttons in a way where I would fire him up and then he would fire me up. And we would say some nasty stuff to each other. But we had that Tom Brady mentality of like, hey, this is just on the court. We're, we're firing each other up. We're playing like crap right now. Let's, let's figure this out. So um, I think our mindset is what really took us over the edge to beat a lot of these teams. We even joked about it too. Same thing as other sports. You go to game seven. Uh, it was tournament style. So whenever we're in a game seven or we're facing elimination – we joke about it, but we were kind of serious. Me and Drew would be like, we're going to die on this court. Like, we had that mindset of, I don't care how tired I get. I don't care how far down we are. Um, we're going to win this game. And uh, there's 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 a lot of – the cool thing about dodgeball is, I know Narstown's tournament had a time limit, but in an elite and things like that, there's no time limit. So Drew could be the last person left against five people. And there's been dozens of times where he comes back and he beats all, all five people because we had that mindset of, and it's kind of a fighter's mentality, too, where we grew up, where yeah. I, I got five dudes in front of me. They're not beating me. You know what I mean? You just put that in your head. You're like, I'm not letting this dude beat me. And we even joked about it a lot of times. We'd be like, just just picture you're in a fight. And like, do you want to get embarrassed in a fight? Absolutely not. Pretend this dude's fighting you and he's trying to take your girl or whatever it may be. And you got to <laughs> take these guys out. You know what I mean? So we had that mindset. And that's why, like, I love growing up in Narstown because it really taught you, like, you got to fight for everything you want. And I, I think that's the blessing of growing up in a place like Narstown where nobody's going to hand you something. You know what I mean? You got you to just go and get it. And uh, that's what I love about this podcast, too. We got all these people hopping on that. Uh, they have that same mentality. And even just debating sports, you know what I mean? They, they, it's like, I want to win this. I want to win this argument. I want to win this argument. And I love it. I think it, I think it makes for great uh, great debates and so things of that be nature. Before you get into your life, I, got, I, got, I have to ask you this before I forget. So I've had you on, what, this being your fifth time you've been on with the debates and all? And you've never yeah, said like you've never said one word remotely close to a curse word. So I have to know what type of shit talk did you do to Drew to fire him up? I like I need to know. Well, listen, I listen, I'm, I'm listen. I'm a sinner saved by grace. So listen, I Drew knows. I mean, Drew knows all my deep and darkest dark secrets. I'm not perfect. I am not perfect. Listen, he's heard me curse more more times than I. I used to curse like a sailor. <laughs> but obviously I've talked about my faith as well. And yeah. uh, when I gave my life to the Lord, um, it was something that I was still doing, but I was just like, you know what? 
yeah, how can, how can I say I'm doing this, but then I'm still, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. still, my language is still disgusting. <laughs> so like, it's just, it's that relationship aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Lord is, I have a relationship with the Lord. And he's telling me to do these things and I'm, I'm, I'm doing these things. And I'm just like, all right. So anyway, uh, Drew would get under my skin uh, during tournaments. And, and it's, it's funny because we have this relationship where, I mean, we die for each other. So we could talk about things like this, yeah. but I mean, I curse at him on the court. You know I mean? I say some nasty things. He say some nasty things at me. But we were really good at just pushing each other's buttons and like, but it was in a way where I'd motivate him. A lot of times it was me first and I'd, I'd motivate him and then he'd come back and just fire off like an amazing round. And then I go up to him like, that's what I'm talking about. And he's like, yes, sir. And then we're good. You know what I mean? We're yeah. good. And that's just that brotherhood. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you're golden. So now talking um, off the court, um, Again, my motivation, I, I love deep conversations. I love going uh, above or below the surface. And uh, some people's motivation is money and things of that nature. Mine's my faith. That's the, that's the main motivation. Dodgeball and sports really gave me that, that discipline of, you know what I mean, that, that push and things like that. But my faith, and, and, and in my faith, it says do everything to the glory of God. So if you're going to do that, that's all aspects of life. You know what I mean? So it goes back to the cursing. It goes back to... Um, tr- how I treat people and things, things of that nature. So, so now that I'm done with dodgeball, I'm, I'm still motivated. I'm the same person. You know what I mean? So, so I started a YouTube page. I'm doing side gigs. I'm still teaching. I'm, I'm trying to help out the next generation. And it's just like, and that, that whole foundation is just through my faith. And it's just, it, it's, it's my driving force. And, uh, and it's just, I mean, I love it. I, I, I want to, when I leave this earth, I want to be able to say, I did it all. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't leave anything on the table and, and it's, I just, I want to, I want to have other people do that too. And it doesn't have to be their faith. Cause some people don't have the faith, you know what I mean? And there's not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's their, that's their life and then whatever, but find something you have purpose, find something that, that drives you and let it rock. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of my, I love to hear that. That's awesome. I, I, I I'm, I'm not a faithful person like that either, but I respect you and, uh, you doing what you do, talk how you do, it's motivated, and I use it in a different way. And, yep. you know, I feel the same way about, like, helping other people, doing stuff like that. So, I mean, it's great to see other people that are from this same area that do that type of stuff, yep. too. Uh, yeah. But um, I know you got the YouTube page. We've talked yep. about it a couple times on here, but tell the people again exactly what your YouTube page is. Because I, I love when you post the videos on there. They're great, bro. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. So yeah, just taking the motivation from dodgeball and, and and wanting to be the best in that. Now, now there's a new chapter in my life. Um, so it's called Game Tea Changer. It's a YouTube page. Um, I just do whatever I like. And uh, the main focus though is on uh, uh, music videos. I do reactions to music videos, but the whole thing is to glorify God. So whatever I'm doing, I'm glorifying God. Trick shots, music videos, uh, what else? Mini sermons, all, whatever you can think of. You know what I mean? Whatever, I, whatever I got a camera in front of my face, I, I, I put something up. So. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, again, it's just that motivation of I'm not going to settle in life. I'm, I don't want anything handed to me. I want to go out and get it. And that's just it, me and Drew were just sitting there one day. We're watching one of our favorite artists and we're watching people doing reaction videos. And I just kept saying to him, I was like, dude, we can do this. This is not that hard. We can do this. And uh, yeah, we just uh, we just kind of started it out. And a lot of props to Drew, too. He helped me start it. Our first couple videos, it was me and him. And I couldn't have done it without him. And I, I couldn't have done it without without you, Bobby, because, I mean, you're, you're, you're helping promote the page and things of that nature. And I, and I love to get back to. But well, you do that's where I'm kind of at. 
I mean, anytime I see somebody that's, you know, hustling out there, doing something right, I support them. 100%. Yeah. Like it, it don't matter. I don't, I don't even have to know them. Like, it just happens that, you know, I know you guys for a while, but that doesn't yeah. change anything. You know, I still, I respect what you guys do and how you do it. It's most importantly yeah. how you do it. Because there's a lot of people, yeah. that's what I learned when I started doing it, um, into getting into fitness. You know, I, I used to try and get into it and like, yo, I need to make money, this and that. And I wasn't making no money, like nothing. Yeah. And I was actually yeah. losing money because I was putting time in and it was just, nothing was that good. And then once you start yeah. realizing, like, if you actually do something to help these people out and to teach them how they could teach other people to do something, 100%. then, you know, then you start actually making money. And at the end of the day, it's not really about the money. It's about the purpose you're doing yeah. it for. So yeah. to see you guys, you know, you guys do a lot of that stuff as well. So it's great to see people that are like that. So keep doing yeah. what you're doing, man. We love watching you guys do stuff. Drew, I love seeing your pictures. You travel all the time. It makes me jealous all the time. But uh, <laughs> come on out. You got free place to stay. Yeah. Uh, but, man, guys, I just want to say again, thanks for hopping on. I'd love to have you guys come on again. Like I said before, whenever we got uh, podcast episodes that we're talking any sport, UFC, you guys are welcome to hop on. You don't even got to be like, yo, I'm, you guys care if I come on and say, yo, I'm, I'm coming on the podcast Thursday. That cool. I'm, I'm all for it. Because, uh, you know, Stoop Life, me and Paul, we started this podcast not just for us, but for our town to promote and yeah. support people that are like you guys. So you're welcome on whenever you want. You're welcome to promote yeah. your podcast, your your stuff on our page, on our podcast, whenever you want, man. So, again, thanks for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to having you guys come back on again. So floor is yours. Say whatever you guys want. And then, uh, Drew, get to the gym. Matt, it's nine fifteen. We're old. We gotta go to bed. <laughs> so floor is yours. Well, I just love seeing you guys uh, kind of cross promoting each other and uh, helping each other out. It's cool to see uh, guys in town really supporting each other, and uh, that's what it's about. So uh, nothing about me. Uh, just love talking to you guys and catching up. And uh, I always love talking to you guys. And um, I'd love to be on podcast again. Especially the UFC ones, man. I think I got two next month, so come on on. I'll send you the schedule. Come on, man. Be for fun. sure. Yeah. But thanks again for coming yeah. on, man. We appreciate you, Drew. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna shout out Drew real quick. He's, he's being a little shy with his his podcast. Are you still doing it? Well, that was the thing. There's not <laughs> always success stories. All right, <laughs> I'm taking a break from it. It's just it's just something after dodgeball i was like what's what's something that like i really like doing and i was like oh i think talking to people and kind of like and it wasn't just like dodgeball people it was just people that interest me in life i would have on my uh podcast and i was doing it for a little bit and i thought i enjoyed it but it just got to a point where like it would almost be a hassle like trying to get like people on and like i would want to do it on a day and that day would come up and i'd be like oh, i don't really feel like being on right now so I'm, I'm going to take a break from it right now just because it's something I'm, I'm almost lying to myself right now where I'm like, oh, I'm really passionate about this, but I'm not. So maybe in the future. But uh, I know what you mean. Though. But at least I know that, hey, I'm. Hey, man, I, I understand. I understand, though. Uh, that's why you're welcome yeah. to come on here and just do your thing <laughs> on ours. You just come on and, yeah. talk, you know, and then maybe maybe you want to do your podcast. I didn't even know you had one. Uh, but I understand. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, it's called the Drew and Crew Podcast. Uh, I think I got to like 16 episodes. Um, 
But I kind of do still like doing it, but just like whenever. I know consistency is key. But I'm one of those people. I'm like, hey, I might not have one out for a year, but I might just pop out hey. a random episode. But I think some people kind of enjoy that. But um, I think the mass likes consistency. Obviously, like it's it's proven with you too. Like you've been crushing it, and I just saw. Um, um, it's either my side of the block or the stoop life, but just your group in general. You have like a thousand people in your group now. It's insane. Yeah, but it's, wow. yeah I understand from your end too. It's hard. And uh, a lot of times it's hard to be motivated to come on, especially if you're doing a long day and you're like, oh, I got to talk to this person. But that's that's yeah. why I try to bring people like like your brother on here all the time to do debates and all because yeah. I, I, I don't have, I'm not working. I'm not doing a podcast. I'm just talking. We're just doing our thing. And it makes it better, yeah. especially when you know like these people are going to come up, they're going to show up and I, I it's just fun, you know. It's, yeah. it's hard because, like, I, I started doing the sport, the fitness podcast first, and a lot of times yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then Brian would yeah. be like, Nope, we got a goal, we're doing it, and that really drove me into doing it because a lot of times I wouldn't want to do it, but he'd be like, Yeah, yo, sure. we're doing it, and then it would be vice versa. I'd be like, Don't be a little baby, let's go, and we would do it. Yeah. And then you know, I got hooked up with Paul doing doing sports, and it's just, you know, you don't got to be consistent with it though. Because as long as yeah. you're just doing it, and then next thing you know, one day, maybe five years from now, you still have that to go back to. You might do it every day then. So, I mean, yeah. hey, you never know. Come on here, and then you <laughs> might start doing it again. So, uh, might get my might get my juices flowing again. But, uh, yeah, definitely coming on as a guest a couple times, it might really start to get me to be like, hey, I, I really do actually enjoy this and yeah. might start back on my own more consistent too. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll, uh, I I actually have seen you share it before, and it was like random. That's why I didn't really remember it because it wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, I even if they're old, I like going back and listening to things, man. Because you learn a lot of things when you hear other people talking about certain things. Even if you you know you don't know them, you hear them talking about yeah. a certain subject. We all can relate to pretty much everything. You learn a lot. So I mean, even if you've 100%. only done sixteen, you stop. They've helped people. I'll tell you that. For yeah, me. exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. we'll see. We'll get you back on, get rolling again. Yeah, yeah, I might. I might, <laughs> I might see it soon. Yeah. But what about you, Matt? So, yeah, I already talked about the YouTube page, so I won't go there anymore. I'm actually going to turn it on you, Bobby, and uh, the Stoop Life. For those of you guys watching, support them. It's it's really cool what they're doing. And uh, what's one thing I want to talk about is investing in people, and that's what you were saying earlier, Bobby. I think it's the greatest investment you can make in life. Because money comes, money goes, you can't take it with you. But if you can really help out other people, you can make a huge change in life. And that's what the Stoop Life is doing. We're all getting together. We're, we're, we're debating sports. And, it, and it's deeper than that. we got sponsorships and things like that going. Uh, so definitely support Bobby really and, uh, and Paul and everybody over there. And uh, I love it. I love what you guys are doing. And also to kind of motivate both you guys, listen, same thing with my page. I, some days I do not want to do it, but that's part of the hustle. That's part of the grind. You know what I mean? You got to, if you truly love it, you got to go at it 110%. There's going to be days where it feels like work and you're just like, but it's all worth it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it is. But y'all, I appreciate you for that, Matt. And uh, the thing is about supporting other people. I learned that from exactly what you said growing up in Norristown. Like yep. if, if you didn't support the people that were actually trying to do similar things, then you were never, nothing really, you didn't get nothing out of it. And as we yeah. get older, you realize that that uh, the world isn't full of a lot of terrible people like they want to make you feel. There's, there's a lot of great yeah. people out there. You just got to find the right people yeah. that are willing to win-win. A lot of people yeah, out there don't want to do win-win. And if you find them, support them because 
you're going to grow, they're going to grow. Ten years down the road, you never know. You don't know what could happen. Yeah. So I appreciate you for saying that and coming on. And uh, I'm sorry I had to beat you in the debate that we did, but <laughs> just, I, mean, I want to reach you. I want to reach you. <laughs> oh man, yo! But because was that, because was that GSP and uh, Anderson Silva was that the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah? Well, I, I kind of felt bad for Matt because uh, like I've debated GSP Silva like thousand times where I didn't have to do any research on. I just knew it yeah. and. Uh, whenever someone's trying to debate with me on a podcast, I've done 260 of my other podcasts plus this. So it's like, I'm just flowing. Like, it's just normal for me. I, like, at first, like, Paul, he'd be like, oh, he did his debate. He was shy. And I'm like, yo. So I sent him, like, my first YouTube video and my first podcast. I'm like, hello, my name is <laughs> terrible. And I used to listen yep. to other people, and they're like, yo, you got to suck at it to be good. And that's how yep. everything in life works. And now, like, you would never know. So for yep. you, for when me and Matt were doing the debate, it was supposed to be another guy, and he backed out. So it was like he went against someone that was new to, like, a vet coming in. And I was yeah. like, yo. But because of you, Matt, I, we, we actually – because I agree with what you said about the scoring. A lot of times people, they vote on the debate, and they don't actually listen to it. And a lot of times yeah. I can't see who actually watched it or did it. And they vote yep. for either, like, A, like, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm – I'm, the guy who's running it, so a lot of times people just vote for me, which I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to win because people vote for me, but it happens. So we came up with a, a judges circle now. So now, whenever we do the debates, we're gonna let the people vote and say I'm yeah. I'm going up and I'm up thirty one to nothing, and we're like, because ah, I'm I'm willing to admit, like if I did a debate, I didn't win. I might have won, but I didn't win thirty one to nothing. You know, so I'm like, yeah. I don't know about that. So we got, the, we got the circle going, and that's because of you, because me and you had that conversation. We got a table now, so if it's 31 nothing and the, the judges are 6 to 5 the other side, well, sorry, that 31 nothing is irrelevant then. The judge is yeah. going to win. So we're going to do that now yeah. and make it a little fair. So thank you you're, for doing you're that. You're selling yourself short, though. You did great. I'm not saying you – know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, like it is what it is. I mean, Listen. it's fun. <laughs> It's funny. Listen, I'm used to taking L's. I'm, I'm used to taking L's in the debates. It's all good. Yo, one thing <laughs> I, I will say, like, you keep coming back on and doing them, though. So, like, I, hey, keep coming. And, and not not all the time. Like, you, a lot of times you're going against a topic that's – I mean, nobody was beating me GSP. I'm sorry. Nobody was winning. <laughs> I, I got his tattoo on my chest. I know everything listen, about him. <laughs> listen, share the tape, though. I stumped you on one thing. Yeah, so I, I stopped you on the one. So share the tape. <laughs> but that's why I, I remember I was like, I was like, how am I going to get him? And that's why I brought up all like that. I remember now I was like, Anderson Silva, the guys he knocked out. How many times they've been knocked out? You're like, really? This dude went that deep? I'm like, <laughs> I actually have a debate next Saturday. I'm actually uh, debating my buddy again. We're doing BJ Penn, Jose Aldo, and I have Love been it. hammering on how much I hate BJ Penn for the last ten years. So I'm like, all right, fine. We're gonna do it, and I'm like, "You're gonna die!" Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip, I'm gonna rip BJ Penn in half. <laughs> BJ Penn got knocked out by a rando in a bar. That's that all doesn't count. Said. Yo, yo, he specifically said to me, "He goes, we're not gonna put that into their conversation." I was like, "No, that has nothing to do with him in the octagon." Yeah. but it will be brought up numerous times. Yeah. I can guarantee yeah. you that. Yeah. <laughs> But nah, man, it's fun when you come on then, man. But uh, I'd love to have you come on and just talk like this, guys, again, because this is fun, too. You know, 100%. Man, so. Again, before we keep going, because we probably keep talking for another hour here. But uh, again, <laughs> thanks for coming on. 
Uh, appreciate you guys again and look forward to having you back on. So, absolutely. Peace out, fellas. See you guys Can't buy respect. Sell your soul, spend your whole life in debt. Microphone checker, supreme neck protector. Godson still keep a tech on the dresser. Not for sale.